Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. We've all been there. You sit down after an amazing meal where you've eaten way more than you should have, but it was just way too good to pass up. And now, about an hour later, you have a paper towel that's holding this warm, just out of the oven chocolate brownie. You have the remote in one hand and the brownie in the other and a glass of milk on the coffee table. And all of a sudden, across the TV screen, some overly energetic guy comes on telling you about the newest fad that can get you to go from fat to fab in just three weeks. You can always have those six-pack abs you've dreamed of. My recent favorite is the thing you wear around your waist, and it somehow flexes your abdomen muscles for you. And then... The thing that puts most of us over the edge are the before and after photos. They show these guys who are pasty, half-shaven, overweight, and raggedy. And then the after picture, they are tan and oiled up and flexing and looking great. And we think to ourselves, I don't look half as bad as that guy, so surely my after picture would look twice as good. And you don't even have to do anything. You just wear this thing or take this pill or drink this shake. And what we often overlook is the fine print that is unreadable on the TV screen. Most of the fine print, when you actually read it, says something like this. These results are not typical. This product is to be used with a strict diet and workout regimen. I think that we can fool ourselves into thinking that our spiritual lives, our spiritual fitness is a lot like that. We see other people who are spiritually maturing, growing stronger in their faith, and we think, I can do that. I need to do that. I'm going to do that. And so we go out and we buy the newest inspirational study Bible, and we get a new notebook with a verse on it, and we get a new Bible study book or whatever, and we think, this is going to be great. This is going to be easy. How many of us have been there before? But the difference with growing spiritually mature in your walk with Christ, growing stronger as a disciple, is that there really is no fine print. In fact, it's made pretty clear to us that growing is not glamorous and conforming to Christ's likeness is not comfortable. We catch up with the Apostle Paul as he starts out on his third missionary trip. And you can see from Acts 18, verse 23, that Paul goes through Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening the churches. And that's about all the commentary we get on his third missionary trip before Dr. Luke zeroes in on one area, Ephesus. And so I want you to see this, that in verse 23, the purpose of the trip is stated. It is to strengthen the disciples. Here is a spiritual workout program for us. Are you getting excited? Are you ready to go? Because for the next two chapters, we get to see what that looked like specifically in the area of Ephesus. So what we want to do is study and examine what took place in Ephesus that strengthened the church there and how we can apply it to our lives. This is the fine print that's not so fine. God wants you to see it clearly and become this type of church. So what does it look like when churches are being strengthened? Well, it looks a lot like humility. The first thing that we see about Paul strengthening churches, where they are weak in their understanding of the gospel and living out the gospel, that he fills in the missing pieces. As individuals and as churches, we let others identify weaknesses and we let them strengthen us biblically. And what Luke records for us in this passage I see as a weakness 
within American Christianity. He tells us about this man named Apollos, and, and he describes Apollos for us. Listen to how he describes him. He says that he is from Alexandria. Well, Alexandria was a very sophisticated place with great learning centers. It was supposed to have had one of the largest libraries around. And when you combine this with the other descriptors of Apollos, it doesn't take long to figure out that Apollos was probably a pretty smart guy. He definitely benefited from growing up in Alexandria. It also says that Apollos was eloquent. He was smooth, easy to listen to. He definitely knew how to put together a speech so that you were on the edge of your seat. It says that Apollos was competent and mighty in Scripture. What a great legacy to leave. Wouldn't you like to have someone say about you that you were mighty in Scripture? It says that Apollos was instructed in the way of the Lord. He was taught. He had sat underneath someone. It says that he was fervent in spirit. It means he was passionate. It says that he taught accurately about Jesus. He knew of Jesus. What all he knew about Jesus, we're not completely sure. Did he know of Jesus' death and resurrection? Possibly. Some commentators don't think so. Others do. But what we do know is that whatever Paulus knew of Jesus, it was accurate. He had a good, solid understanding of who Jesus was. But then it says that Apollos knew only the baptism of John. Well, what does that mean anyway, the baptism of John? John's baptism was a baptism of preparation and repentance. It was one way a person could show that they were getting themselves spiritually ready for the coming of the kingdom that would be ushered in by the Messiah. So apparently, Apollos did not know anything about Christian baptism, or maybe he didn't know about the baptism of the power of the Holy Spirit. But what we do see is humble discipleship. We see humility on the part of this couple, Priscilla and Aquila. And we see humility in Apollos. Priscilla and Aquila did not publicly correct Apollos or criticize him, but rather they took him into a private place and they discipled him. And Apollos, the intelligent man from Alexandria, did not take offense at this, but rather welcomed it. I wonder how humble are we when it comes to discipleship? Are we willing to quietly disciple others more accurately in the way of the Lord? Or would we rather just criticize people from our social platforms? How humble are we when it comes to receiving correction and guidance in understanding the way of the Lord? If we want strong churches, then there must be this element of humility, and it must be present not just Sunday to Sunday, but day by day. When you pray today, Please remember Larry and Tammy Wood, our missionaries in the Ukraine. And also remember the Tim Kotakoli broadcast in Togo, Ghana, and Benin.